and welcome to the Talking Talent Podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hein. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for your time, the valuable time. I mention it every time and I mean it every time. Thank you so much. Uh, this is uh, the Talking Talent Podcast. Each week we uh, have our army of scouts come on and uh, talk about a bunch of players. And uh, this week we're going to mix it up a little bit. And of course, uh, tomorrow is the first day of the Adidas Next Generation tournament in Belgrade. And uh, with it being such a huge spectacle, that's why we figured we would uh, obviously attack it. Special preview. And uh, I figured uh, something different. And uh, we're actually going to have all five. We actually have all five of our of the guys. Uh, we're still at five. We're getting the sixth one coming soon. Um, and uh, having all five on one show uh, so we'll get to that in just one second. Of course, this is part of the Taking the Charge Substack, uh, takingthecharge.substack.com. Jump on there, become a, um, a subscriber. Um, if you want to become a paid subscriber, you get full access to the Taking the Charge Prospects podcast. Uh, that is every week we do an interview with a young prospect, uh, in-depth interview, talk to them about background, everything else. And as also part of the paid subscription are the full archives of the Talking Talent uh, podcast, which is, of course, what we're listening to now. And uh, the, the, the podcasts are available for two weeks and then they're put behind the paywall. Um, if you think that the price is too high, drop, a me drop me a message. Let me know. We can talk about it. Um, so uh, without further ado, uh, here is our roundtable, a discussion, I guess, if you want to talk about, if you want to say that. Uh, enjoy, and we will talk to you next week. Enjoy the games. Can't wait. Uh, Adidas Next Generation Tournament's first uh, event of the, of the season. Uh, enjoy it. All right. Uh, welcome to the Talking Talent Podcast. We're going to do something different this week. We've been talking about how uh, about the Adidas Next Generation Tournament for weeks and weeks. Um, I guess actually for months. Uh, we've been uh, looking. We had been looking forward to the uh, Munich Tournament. Uh, just want to welcome uh, all five of the guys. Maybe maybe just say hello in, in alphabetical order. <laughs> See how good you guys are in your alphabet. First name. First name. First name. Uh, it's me. Start. Um, yeah, Kane. Hi. Well, hey everyone, Ignacio here. Um, it's early in the morning, so sorry for my uh, sleepy voice, but yeah, here I am. So I guess I'm next one. Hello, it's Ivan from from Belgrade. Hey guys, Jason from Bologna, Italy. And Marco from Slovenia. Fantastic. You guys are all getting an A or whatever your grade system. <laughs> Maybe one. Some people have ones and, and fives in schools there. Um, all right. So we we uh, I was, we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do as far as the Adidas Next Generation Tournament, uh, Belgrade. And I thought, you know, uh, let's let's do a, like a fantasy basketball draft. Um, and so that's what we're going to do. We're, all of these guys are going to, uh, not me, all of these other guys are going to be uh, picking six players. So start, let's say sort of a starting five and there'll be more or less a team, you know, uh, you know, we, we can, you know, um, you know, basically two, two guards, two, two fours in the center, more or less, and then uh, a sixth man. Um, and then we'll kind of, you know, do, you know, stats afterwards, but, but, but really, you know, just as a kind of a, a way to, you know, pick out, you know, th this gives us 30 players um, and we won't go into depth too much, uh, but just kind of give us a, 
um, sort of a feel of, of what's out there. And then afterwards, we're going to ha- kind of have a free sort of discussion. So just to kind of let you know uh, what we're going to, um, what we're, how we're going to do this. Um, and so um, the draft, uh, we're going to start uh, right away. And the first pick, um, and it'll be a snake draft. So meaning the first, the fifth person would then get the sixth pick um, and then back along the other way. Um, so starting us all off is uh, Marco Turk. Uh, from Eurospecs, Marco, uh, who do you have as our first pick of our of of the uh, Adidas Next Generation Turn in Belgrade fantasy draft? I'm going to take Zachary Lisasher, a talented two-way wing. Uh, I think he's one of the most talented players at this tournament, and I expect that he'll have a great tournament here. And give and give us the team as well, please. Uh, he's from Asvel. From Asvel. Okay. Next, next up is Ivan. Yeah, I will, I will be taking uh, Filip Jovic. He will be playing for Adidas Next Generation uh, tournament team. Uh, six nine tall forward who can who can be really productive on both ends. I like his versatility on offensive end of the floor, and I I think he'll be really efficient. And he's from Bosnia, playing originally in Spice Sarajevo. All right, Ignacio. Your first pick. So with uh, the third pick in the first round, I'm I'm taking the player who I think it's probably currently my top player in the 2006 generation, which is Temer Dogan from Turkey. Uh, he's going to play for the next generation team. And he's now listed at six foot ten, born 2006. So he's going to play two years up in age here. And, you know, when you have someone at six foot ten who can, put the ball on the floor, um, you know, has some shooting potential, but especially, you know, can make plays for teammates. When you have that dribble, pass and shoot uh, potential at six foot 10, that's something that long-term I, I always tend to bet. If you ever listen to one of my podcasts, I always say, uh, bet on the guys with forward sides that can dribble, pass and shoot. So he's my first pick. Jens picked though, 2006. All right. Uh, Kane? Uh, I'm going to take uh, Kamani Hunsu from uh, Asville. Um, he's got great size as a as a guard, um, rebounds the ball, defends, um, great slasher. Needs to work on the three point shooting, but um, it's going to be a triple double throughout the other tournament. Experience, uh, Jason. Uh, we got two picks for you, so go ahead and and jump on with both of those guys. Well, uh, like I said, if you, even though we don't know he's going to play, I'm still going to have to go with uh, Nikola Djuricic. You know, I, he's the best. He's arguably, you know, the best prospect in the tournament. I'm going to take him. And if he doesn't play, then I guess I won't be winning our breath. <laughs> we, we, actually, uh, since we did, we did mention that before. And, and, and Jason, we'll give you a, uh, we'll give you the 31st pick just to uh, offset that in case he doesn't, in case he doesn't play. Yeah. So I'm still going to go with Nicola. And um, like I say, she's just, you know, too skilled, too talented, you know, uh, He's going to, you know, if he does play, I expect him to kind of fill in for, uh, you know, Nikola Jovic, uh, who was the MVP last year. I think that this, you know, would be, you know, his year. Anyways, we'll see what happens. So I will, uh, you know, I will take a, I will put out an option on him in case he does <laughs> risk not getting him if he does play. And the second player I'm going to take at that point is going to be uh, Berke Buyuk Tunchel from Topash Bursa. Um, I think, you know, that he's one of the most polished players 
uh, in this tournament. Uh, just, he's, you know, he's a big, big scoring, you know, forward who's combo forward can play both the three and the four spot. Um, and I just think that, you know, this is going to be, uh, a tournament where he is going to stand out, uh, not just statistically. All right. Kane pick number two. Uh, I'm going to take, uh, his teammate, Iggy Demir, um, had a great tournament last year. Um, Strong rebounder, um, very strong finishing around the rim, uh, and a great shot blocker. All right, Ignacio. So, yeah, so my three options for picks just gone, back to back to back. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, that allows me to take who I think is going to be one of the best self-creators here in Ilya Milyashevich, who's going to play for the next generation team. Um, you know, slightly undersized point guard. At, I think last time I saw him was listed at six foot two, uh, but but someone who can just create his own shot in a, in an amazing number of ways. Uh, also can get to the rim. Uh, you know, finish uh, strong below the rim because size limitations, but you know has uh, an incredible versatility as a finisher. And then, you know, someone who's going to be able to make a lot of plays for teammates. So, yeah, I'm, I'm um, you know, uh, solving all my, my, my point guard and initiation issues by taking Malia Shevich here. All right. Uh, Ivan, pick number two. Uh, I'll take uh, Daryl Duala from Liet Cabellis. Uh, he's a... Uh, very athletic, six-six tall guard who can really be productive on offensive end. Not so polished, but I think his athleticism will will do the job for him and plays really hard on both ends. And I think he'll be really motivated to play against his uh, former team, which is Asphalt. They might be motivated against him too, so that might be a tough first yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Marco, finally, you're back up again. Uh, picks uh, 10 and 11. Well, I'm taking Kilian Malvaya. I think he's still available. Yep. Uh, he's the teammate from uh, Zachary Rishasher, so those two will work together very fine. Uh, he's versatile, he'll check many boxes, and he'll bring some points. On the 11th pick, I go with Filip uh, Malashevich. I need some uh, big men, so there aren't many available. He's the tallest at this tournament. He played for Dynamic. And this tournament, he played for the ANGT team. So I need some rim protection. Okay. Uh, Ivan. Um, I'll go with uh, Lazar Djokovic as my third pick. Uh, he didn't play much this year for Red Star, but he had his breakout tournament last year at Under-18 Challenger. Uh, athletic 6-10 tall. Uh, forward who can play as a center if needed, uh, very polished uh, and, and he has soft touch and I think this could be another breakout tournament for, for him. Ignacio? So I'm going to take um, Djokovic uh, teammate in Lazar Gacic from Red Star as well, uh, listed now at seven feet. Um, someone who also had a, a brilliant tournament in in the U16s last year and is one of my top um, players in the 2005 generation. Uh, kind of a lanky center who also does uh, perimeter stuff in terms of 
again, shooting the ball, not someone super explosive, but can put on the floor, put the ball on the floor really well for his size. And, you know, does, does good things around the basket in terms of finishing. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to have maybe a super strong presence below the rim, but, you know, I have two guys with Dogen and Gacic who uh, can do a lot of perimeter stuff and create a lot of mismatches. All right, Kane. Um, I'm going to go another one of their teammates, um, the guard, Nikola Topic. Um, I don't think he's been taken yet. Uh, I just love the way he gets to the rim, um, distributes in the point, um, and yeah, just puts pressure on the rim. Great point guard. All right. Jason, two picks. Oh, most of unfortunately, all the guys I wanted to take were just picked. I'm going to go with uh, uh, another another uh, Turkish guy um, from the um, from from the you know the next generation team, Eray Buyuk Changas, uh, who plays for um, for uh, Derby uh, Podgorica. Um, as I said, he's one of the most polished players. He's he was one of the surprise players at last year's tournament, playing for Buduchnost. And um, I think that you know he's like I said, he's a very he's a very interesting guard. He's a big he's a big ball handling guard, uh, true combo guard. Uh, I think this is a tournament where he's going to you know show that he is one of the most polished uh, mature players of his age group so he's my next pick and your next one is what the next one is uh, number 16 halfway through halfway through and my uh and my fourth pick is going to be i had him right here andre muzicki andre muzicki from uh, from mega um he's a very interesting um Another interesting combo guard who can both score and create uh, for others. And I think that, you know, he's going to have a breakout tournament uh, playing, you know, uh, in front of his home home crowd. You said uh, uh, Muchitsky, right? Muchitsky. Andrzej Muchitsky. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, Kane? Uh, I'm going to take Asim Julevich from Mega. Um, I think if Juricic doesn't play, um, he's going to have a very big tournament um, as a you know, he's a great shooter, can score off the dribble, um, loves getting to the mid-range, um, you know, lefty shooter. Makes sense to take the guy if he, who's going to be producing the points if uh, Juricic doesn't come up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ignacio, you're back up. So I'm taking my third player from the next generation team, which means that I'm pretty happy about their, their selections for, for this team. I'm taking Sinedim Mulic from Bosnia and Herzegovina, um, someone who has been in the spotlight for quite a while. I think the first time we, we saw him was him playing up a year in the U16s in, in, in 2019 for, for Bosnia. Someone who's a strong wing at six foot six, and someone who I think has a pretty translatable skill for the pro game as a three and D defensive player who recently has, you know, mixed in some, you know, driving and ball handling skills. So yeah, I'm I'm taking him as as one of my wings uh, to to complement the team. All right, Ivan. Um. I will go with uh, Luka Vodragovic as my, I think it's fourth pick. Uh, he is a shooting guard, uh, very intriguing scorer. 
six six tall, list as six six tall. I think maybe he has a few centimeters more. But yeah, he is very intriguing scorer. And I think he'll be he'll be one of the main guys in in Red Star on this tournament. Uh, one more one more time. What? Luka Vudragovic. Vudragovic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Marco with two picks. I'm kind of surprised. Still, uh, Lucas Marius on the board, so I'm taking him from Valencia. Um, I have. I'm a big fan of those tall playmakers, and I need some playmaking, so I'm taking him. And the fifth pick is I would go with Danilo Latsmanovic. I need another wing, so he's playing for the ANGT team originally uh, for Mornar Bar. He he played great at that ABA under 19 tournament. And I think he, he could have a good tournament here, too. Uh, sorry, I missed the second pick. Uh, Danilo Latsmanovic. Okay. Uh, even. Uh, me again. Uh, I will go with... Not too many guys left, but I'll go with Nikola Japa from Mega. Uh, he is 2004 big guy, and I assume that uh, that he will he'll be one of the their leaders since if if Jurici doesn't play, uh, he is a forward who can shoot the ball, who can dribble a bit, and doesn't play too much too much too much uh, inside the, the perimeter, but he is really uh, skilled uh, outside of the three point line, and uh, I like his basketball IQ. Uh, Ignacio. So I needed two guard now, and I'm kind of filling in the gaps for the team. And I'm going to go with a guard from one of the best, you know, generations of guards we've seen in Spanish basketball, which is the Valencia 2005 generation, who has uh, three guys who I think are really good. Um, I'm going to take Pablo Navarro uh, from Valencia, uh, someone who... um, is, has you know tremendous body control, uh, can create his own trap, can get to the rim, uh, but also like many Valencia guards can really shoot the basketball and also he had some uh, defensive ability on the perimeter. So perfect two guard for this team. Kane. That's who I wanted to think else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the, this is the most relaxing uh, uh, this is the most relaxing uh, fantasy draft I've ever been part of. So. Um, it's relaxing for you. I'm I'm that's, what, that, that's what I mean. For me, it's uh, <laughs> uh, I'll take uh, Romain Parmentelot from Asville. Um, I really like the season he's having this year in uh, Espoirs. Um, you know, great size at the guard spot. Um, Another player that can really pass the ball. Um, yeah. That that was a uh, Yokov. What was that oh. sorry? Who did who did you say? I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear you. Uh, Parmentel from Azure. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, Parmentel. Okay. Um. All right, uh, Jason, you have two more picks. You're well. I guess you will have one at the end as well. But the uh, fifth and sixth picks. So my next pick is going to be Tony Bilic uh, from the uh, Next Generation team. Uh, you know, like I said, another another big, very skill, very big skilled forward. I like you know guys that can play multiple positions and that have good ball skills. So I'm going with Tony Bilic from the Next Generation team. And my um, and my next pick would be 
Francois Wibault from Asvel. Uh, Francois Wibault from Asvel, uh, like I said, an undersized big man. Um, you know, but uh, in today's in today's game, you know, he's a guy that I think is going to have a future even at the pro level because you know he's long and athletic. He's able to switch and guard, you know, pretty much any size player from one through five. Uh, so, like I said, I'm not going to have a traditional big man on my team uh, at least at the moment. But, um, anyways, so Francois Francois Wibault from Israel. Right, Kane, last pick. Um, I don't think he's been picked. Uh, F.A. Tamas from Partizan. Um, the first think, uh, Partizan player, all right? I believe so. Um, I think he's going to have a pretty big role for them. Um, I really like his length. Um, can shoot the ball. Um, great body control. Ignacio. Yeah, so with my final pick, I'm going to continue with the theme of guys at forward size who can do perimeter stuff. Uh, and I don't think he has been taking uh, Philip Radakovic from um, Red Star uh, 6-7, someone who is uh, has a, a lot of great passing reads, can shoot the ball in, in a different number of ways, so a versatile shooter. And also he's able to um, add some finishing at the rim despite not being the most explosive or um, you know shifty guy. But you know, I, I think he's going to add a lot to the team. Uh, Ivan, last pick. Uh, since I don't have any any point guards, I'll take uh, another guy from Partizan and another tall ball handler, which is uh, Ognin Stankovic. Uh, Partizan has really limited roster, so I think uh, he'll be he'll be their leader. Uh, as I said, tall ball handler who can create, not so explosive, but can bring some solid reads of the of the pick and roll, and has some decent passing skills. So yeah, he is my last pick. Marco, your last pick. I'm taking Luka Krajnovic from the ANGT team. Uh, he signed for the Sibon. I talked about him at one of the recent episodes. Another all around guard that should bring some creativity. And I think he would be fine as my sixth man. Uh, okay. Um, Jason, we promised that you would get a, a Jurisic replacement. Um, should he not play, this will only count if Jurisic doesn't play. So finishing up our, our, our fantasy draft of the Adidas Next Generation Tournament Belgrade, who are you taking? Uh, with my extra pick, I'm going to take uh, Rokas Jokis from, uh, unless he was already chosen, Rokas Jokis from Yetkabelis. Nope, was not taken. Uh, Rokas. No, he's not. Jokis. Okay. Rokas Okay. Um, all right, guys. Uh, why don't we, um, how, how do we want to handle this if any of those guys, for, for whatever reason, don't actually make it to the final roster. Um, I, I was kind of just thinking, uh, should we should we find that out? Uh, we would then, uh, whoever in the order of that pick, that person would then have the pick 32nd and, and whatnot. Is everybody okay with that? Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, so we, we uh, you know, this is 32 na- 31 names here. Um, and, and obviously you guys are, are very happy with, with what Adidas has chosen, uh, from the, uh, for the next generation team. 
And from the number of Svezda guys, it seems like you guys are kind of high on Svezda actually coming, go, going back and, and, and winning, uh, winning this thing for the first time in, in, uh, after three years of not getting it. Um, and I, I would probably, uh, although no, I don't know. I was going to say maybe the, the biggest, uh, one, two punch kind of hard to say, uh, and uh, the next generation team, because they, uh, because they don't, they won't really know each other that well. Um, but it seems like me, like really one of the best one, two punches would be the Boyuk Tunchel Demir. Um, although maybe people could kind of argue the, you know, some of the Asphalt stuff. Um, but, but, but maybe just, you know, kind of, you know, talk about, uh, your thoughts about the, you know, you see the teams here and, and, and whatnot, um, why don't, why don't we go opposite alphabet? Uh, so Marco, uh, just maybe some observations that you, that you have, uh, you know, with, with the rosters, seeing them and, and kind of looking through them. Yeah, I think that's a NGT team looks stacked. I mean, every player can perform there. Hard to pick would be the leader of that team. Uh, okay. Mega isn't that great in my opinion as in previous years, but still they have some depth and, as well as always loaded. And I think it will be a, a great tournament. Jason, Jason, what are you, uh, your sort of observations? Uh, like I said, I, you know, on, on paper, on paper, it looks like it's going to, you know, be a pretty open uh, tournament. I don't think that there's any team that is, you know, it's not like, you know, Real Madrid, for example, that any tournament they go to, they have to be favored. Obviously, you know, uh, a Red Star, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the favored team simply because, you know, they're hosting the tournament, but, you know, for the last couple of years, they have not been able to win. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure that, I'm sure that the Serbian teams, you know, will probably, you know, end up dominating this tournament, even though I have to say the the teams that I'm more interested in scouting wise are going to be, you know, as usual, the French team. And of course, this very interesting, uh, next generation team. Well, uh... I have to agree you know, on what what Jason Jason and Marco said. Uh, I think Zvezda has a bit better team than in, in past uh, two editions, but uh, in my opinion, their main main weaknesses will be lack of lack of strength and lack of athleticism comparing to, for example, Asphalt, which is which is uh, loaded with, with some talents and, and guys who are who should dominate in athletic aspect. Uh, partisan is pretty limited, as, as I've said before. Uh, Mega, if Jurisic doesn't come, is also has some limits. But if he comes, then it, it, they they will be immediately one of the with top top three teams in the tournament. And of course, ANGT team is loaded with talents. And I think they'll play pretty pretty solid since knowing knowing they their coach and his. His style of play, I think they'll be pretty, pretty tough. But yeah, it will be it will be hard for them to to all of them adapt to a to a twelve man roster. Especially a lot of them didn't didn't play with each other in past. So I think this this tournament should be should be better than than, than the previous one, and I'm looking forward to it. Ignacio. I I want to stop on something that that we didn't mention, which is that there's a player that would have been clearly the number one pick in this draft if he would have played here. But, you know, he has separated himself so much that he doesn't even need to come to these games, which is Victor Wembanyama. 
So when Banyama is part of Asvel, but he's playing for the main team, didn't have his best game two days ago where he shot one for nine. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I thought that, you know, he, it should have been mentioned that he's born 2004 and he could have easily qualifying age to play in this, but, you know, he's, he's playing pro. So he has separated himself from his generation in a way where he doesn't need to play in this events anymore. So that, that's one of my final comments, I guess. Kane. Um, uh, everyone else kind of hit on most of the points, but um, I'm kind of, I think since I mentioned it before, I'm interested to see how uh, Daryl Dwala um, kind of adjusts to playing back against Aswell again. Um, you know, two, two years ago, he had that great tournament. Um, and he, you know, last year, you know, was down the pecking order a little bit, but he's kind of found his way back again um, in Lithuania. Um, you know, he should be the, the star player for Lee Cabela's here. Um, and just going back against the players that, you know, he was the same age as um, that he was playing with. Um, I think that's just going to be a really interesting matchup first up. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it must be said also, Duala is, is not uh, playing actually for Lee Cabellas. He's actually with uh, Nevesis and, and so he's sort of on loan. And, and I guess most of those players from Lee Cabellas are, or many of those players are, uh, are kind of pieced together with that, with that club. So that's going to be kind of interesting uh, to see uh, what they're, what they're, uh, what they're able to do um it, it kind of it, so and i kind of have the feeling like hoon is maybe a similar guy that you know kind of re i guess reinvent his stock is a little bit strangely said but you know seem to you know um you know people he's been around for so long that people have been kind of trying to pick it pick his game apart and now you know and he's actually been on loan and be uh be good to see him come back and and kind of show himself is, 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 is that, is that another, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, Kane, you picked him there at four. Is that, is that another guy that people out there are, are saying, you know, this is another, you know, because, because his stock was pretty high. I think it's interesting that he, um, he came back after being on loan. Like he, he hasn't played you know, that well um, so far. I mean, yeah, he's just adjusting to the club and stuff, but um, yeah, I think it's interesting that he came back to play and, you know, this should be a pretty big, um, tournament for him really any anybody else on, on any on either you know duala or uh, anybody else for me i would the other player i think i would like to stop and 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 if i you know can make a prediction um and you know looking at this draft there weren't a ton of like traditional big men or strong bigs so i think one guy that you know, just on that reason alone, on that physical difference alone, might have a big tournament here is Segi Demir, who I think mm-hmm. is one of the most physically ready players in his generation. And I, I think just because of the, the size difference and how much he's able to, you know, withstand contact and play through contact, um, I, I think he's he's going to have a big tournament here just because of how physically ready he is for the pro game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. Ege Demir is uh, definitely, you know, one of the in- most interesting prospects. I really liked him, you know, already last year in, uh, in Istanbul. Um, it was my first time seeing him live. And like I said, you know, he's he looks like a man among children at times. 
and I'm sure that he's going to be, you know, uh, probably probably the most statistically, I'm expecting to be probably the top big man, you know, top rebounder, shot blocker uh, of this tournament uh, from a statistical standpoint, uh, if uh, if not the, you know, the best, if not the best big man in the tournament. Kane's like, yeah, I got that guy. <laughs> um, actually, both those guys, both uh, both uh, Tofas guys. I mean, Buryak Tuncha, you know, they've tried to, they've tried to, uh, kind of has to be said unsuccessfully, you know, give him uh, a spot. I mean, he's 2004, so he's 17, you know, 18, whatever, trying to get into a basketball champions league, you know, contender uh, into that pro team. And he really kind of hasn't made that jump yet. Um, and Demir, they said from the very beginning, we're going to park you at our, at our, at our cooperation, cooperation team, second division, again, like you just do your thing, develop. And, and so, you know, Demir, this would kind of be, you know, Hey guys, I'm still alive. I know you haven't heard much from me unless you follow the second division in Turkey. Um, and I'm going to show you a whole bunch of stuff. So, I mean, really both of those guys, you know, uh, you know, Tunchel, you know, back to, you know, really a level that, you know, he should also be able to dominate. So yeah, that's why I really think that, that those two, that combination of those two, I don't, I don't know what else Tofus really has, but you know, just the, that combination of, of guys um, that's going to be really hard, you know, if, unless they have their, unless they're, they're, uh, unless they're guards, uh, you know, you know, unless they, you know, commit uh, 20, 20, 25 turnovers, um, you know, they should be able to stay in, in, in quite a few games. So anybody have anything, uh, I know that uh, Valencia, you know, it was kind of, uh, I think, I think uh, some people may have been a little bit, uh, you know, uh, surprised, whatever, you know, they haven't really produced loads and loads of talent necessarily, uh, but, uh, you know, coming here and, you know, obviously they've hosted, you know, the events and, 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 you know, it was, it was kind of a, you know, definitely a, a show. Hey, you know, thanks for doing all that as a spot. Um, I know that um, Ignacio, you picked, um, you picked Navarro. Does anybody, does anybody think very much of, of any of, of this uh, Valencia team? Well, I, I don't know many, many of their guys, but from what I saw, they have a couple of interesting underage guys. So it, it was a kind of a surprise for me that they are coming to Belgrade, knowing that they, they hosted the event back in the days. Uh, but Navarro is guys who I had on the list as well. So, I wasn't lucky enough to, to get him, but they have they have a couple of of um, of as I've said the youth guys who are underage, and I think they could be be very interesting guys to watch. Maybe they won't be that dominating statistically, but they're they're a couple of interesting uh, long term guys in their in their team. Yeah, uh, I kind of I kind of agree with with what Ivan said uh, in the sense that you know this is a team that um, has a lot of long-term potential in the sense that, you know, it's a relative, it's a pretty young team, you know, most of its best players are from 2005. Uh, they have, you know, that's the strong generation for Valencia 2005. Um, I just uh, personally though, I just feel though that this is not an elite team as far as elite prospects. They have a lot of good players five years from now, five, six years from now, we're going to see a lot of these kids from the Valencia team either playing for Valencia pro team and ACB or though, you know, having a pro career, you know, somewhere in Spain, but there's not a single elite, I mean, NBA caliber prospect on this team. So, you know, very, very high average level of the players, but there's no, like I said, no standout, you know, no NBA caliber player, you know, pretty much all the other, you know, most of the other teams have that one guy who's okay. If he's not NBA though, he's going to be, you know, uh, 
a national team, a starter for the national team for years to come. I don't see that with uh, Valencia. I just see a lot of good players who will probably be, you know, good ACB players, but uh, not necessarily, you know, national team stars. And, you know, like I said, yeah, it's fair to say, you know, uh, that they're, they've been, they've been, you know, called here as an act of gratitude for all that Valencia has done, you know, by literally hosting last minute, you know, the uh, Adidas Next Generation finals uh, last year, you know, with their wonderful, you know, basketball infrastructure. And um, anyways, but, uh, you know, obviously, if they were going to call another Spanish team, I would have called Basconia uh, to the tournament. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the positive take, I guess, on on Valencia, which is that, you know, despite me agreeing a hundred percent with what Jason says about them not having a really like high caliber NBA prospect, I think Valencia teams generally tend to play better than the sum of their parts in this type of tournaments, um, and and I think that's because. And, and this is a personal appreciation. I don't know anything about their, their method or, or what they teach kids, but it seems like in Valencia, everybody knows how to shoot. Like you go and watch their U14 teams, everybody shoots the ball. You go to their U16s and, and the U18, which is this team, and you're going to have multiple shooters on the floor. And if you... In this type of tournaments where teams generally shoot around maybe 20-something uh, percent from three, and you have a team like Valencia who can maybe shoot like a 34-35 percent and launch uh, a, a big number of threes, they generally, you expect to see Valencia uh, high, placed higher once the tournament is set, is set and done. They're going to be placed higher than we thought given their talent. So I, I think that is just a team that plays really well in, in this type of youth settings just because of that, you know, particular skill that they teach kids since they're really, really young. Maybe since we, we do kind of also, uh, we had the under six, we had this uh, under 16 tournament in, in, um, uh, in Hungary. Uh, and uh, I think the Bassano tournament is, is uh, U16 as well, right? Yeah, it's the next week. Yeah, next week. Yeah. Um, so maybe uh, looking at under 16 guys uh, here, um, are we going to, you know, maybe see some of these guys who might not be here in two years because they're playing for their team's senior clubs? I think two years from now, I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, I'm sure some of these guys, especially from the Adidas Next Generation uh, team, are going to be, you know, playing. But I mean the 2006 generation, because I know some of you guys did take 2006 guys. Well, yeah, I think Dogan will, will probably be that guy in two years since since he is pretty dominant in his age from what I saw um, during the summer. And um, I really can't, can't wait to see his improvement now. And I think he he, he, he could be the guy who, who could, in two years or, I don't know, three years, could be a, a good good senior player, even, even that young. Yeah, Dogan is definitely one of the, I'd say, top three players from the 2006 uh, European generation top three and I think that you know his you know he's he's like a he's a high 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 level prospect NBA caliber prospect and certainly you know career-long Euroleague player uh, if 
if not NBA. So he may be, in fact, the player, you know, in this tournament with the most, you know, definitely among the 2006, the one with the most upside. And probably he has a very mature game already today. So is even it's fair to say that in two years from now, he's the guy that's already getting big minutes at the pro level because, like I said, he's such a mature player, both physically, uh, technically, and mentally. It's obvious that, you know, he's more mature and others, not just more talented, but also more mature as a person and as a player. Yeah, I already gave my uh, opinion on Dogan when I picked him, but I will say that what surprised me, even, you know, and this is before watching him, watching him in the tournament, obviously, is that, you know, he's now listed at, at six foot ten. So one of the things that when when I saw him at the U16s playing one year up in age uh, was that, you know, he played a bit like a four man, but he was still skinny and listed at six foot seven. Now, and, and I want to see if he has also grown into his body, if he has grown his strength. But if he's if that six foot ten measurement is is for real, then I think okay. Now you have a guy that you know clearly has the size to play at the four, and that I think you know makes him a, a really solid value given his perimeter skills that that I already mentioned. Yeah, I mean I agree with everyone that said Damir is for sure one of the most talented players at this tournament, and. I also expect that he'll make a nice career. I think in NBA more than in the league. We we have a couple of the Turkish guys um, playing in the in the next generation team because they're playing Balkans, uh, playing for Balt, uh, Balk, uh, Balkan uh, uh, clubs. Um, and uh, you know you see uh, Merit Akai is there. Uh, his teammate uh, Onan is is uh, is, is uh, Turkish, a couple years younger as well. Um, is do we have any sort of read, sort of bigger scheme thing here? You know, now since I have you all, uh, your your thoughts about some of these Turkish guys, sort of leaving the Turkish clubs and 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 coming out to, um, to to the the whole Balkan uh, uh, you know um, grouping of of clubs. Well, I, th I think it's a, it's a mix of factors, you know, some some that, you know, go beyond basketball in the sense that, you know, obviously agents have a lot to do with this. Uh, I mean, that's pretty obvious, but <laughs> it's not mentioned enough. Obviously, agents have their say here, you know, getting their player, you know, uh, some agents that have ties with uh, with you know teams from the uh, former Yugoslavia and the republics. And uh, also the fact, though, that in the specific case of Turkish players, you know, a lot of Turkish players are starting to slowly realize that, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of competition back at home. You know, Turkish basketball, you know, is has been on the rise for several years now. There are a lot of good young players everywhere in Turkey. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, uh, especially in, in the case of the players, you know, who uh come from the uh, farm systems of, you know, top teams, you know, Fenerbahce, Efes, Tolfash, uh, and so on, it's becoming harder and harder for these players to find, you know, a, a chance to play at, uh, at the pro level. Uh, so more and more guys, you know, in part because their agents are also behind this, you know, the feeling is that they're going to get um, perhaps better coaching, uh, definitely more, you know, visibility and definitely more opportunities, though, to, you know, play uh, a 
protagonist role, you know, eventually even at the pro level earlier than they would be in uh, Turkey. So, like I said, I think it has a lot to do both with politics behind the scenes of agents, as well as just, you know, kind of the, uh, uh, the way the, the Turkish league works, you know, where young players, you know, don't necessarily get, you know, a, a, a chance to play much at the pro level. Yeah, I would say I would add up to that the fact that, you know, there's for a country that produces so much basketball talent like Turkey, there are very little to very few players who end up playing in high school in the U.S. or playing college basketball, which is generally, you know, one way out for players when they don't have, you know, a professional path in their own country. So, and, and I don't know if that's, um, you know, um, that, uh, you know, USA teams haven't got the chance to fully like penetrate that market in, in Turkey. Uh, agents obviously are a big part of this and their connections with, you know, Serbian teams and Serbian basketball. So I, I would say that, you know, the fact that they're, the going to college going to u.s high school doesn't seem to be an option for a ton of uh the kids in turkey you know probably makes them look for other countries while if this happened in in other countries that have more of a pipeline to the usa then maybe we would see those kids go you know play for a usa high school or a usa college i can just agree on all what. Ignacio and Jason said it's it's combination of, of many many things, but uh, agents and and uh, maybe maybe more play, I mean not maybe but surely more playing time in in lower level teams than than their teams back home. For example, situation with with Dogan is he is coming from Besiktas to MZT Skopje, which is a way lower level team, and, and he'll probably get his chance earlier and it's also a, a good thing for for MZT to to have such a such a high level prospect in, in their teams and so i think that's a that's that can be a solid situation for for both sides but yeah it's a combination of of multiple factors agents uh, just playing time uh, maybe better better coaching as, as jason said so yeah it's a combination of a lot of things I, I do want to push back on, on the, the one club that I wouldn't necessarily agree with is, is Tofas, uh, just because they are one of the one of the clubs in Turkey who definitely, you know, feed their young players into the system, uh, into their uh, they and they actually tried to even get guys from from Bursa to to, to actually move in, but otherwise I, I think you know that's you know uh, also you know the former Benderma Banvit you know they, that was a program that was that was really yeah. fantastic as well. Um, what can we read? I mean, this is really only one, two, three, a little bit of those countries. I mean, one definitely, but maybe two or three countries that we can kind of read out of uh, since under 18 European Championship this year is the qualifiers for the U19 World Cups. There, There is uh, guys here that we could see next year at the under 19 World Cup. Obviously, Serbia, you know, this is the, you know, the the most of the of the uh, of, of, of the Serbians that we would be able to see there. A couple of Bosnians, um, you know, the you know, a lot of the of the Asvel team, whatnot. Um, 
what 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 if anything do you think we can read out of the under 19 under 18 european championship from this i'll let anybody jump in well that france is going to be once again one of the teams i can tell you that right away you know it's france it looks like there's just no end in sight you know historically french teams haven't always done very well at the uh, adidas next generation tournaments you know they've you know, uh, they won. They won once, and they made the finals a couple times. But I've came away from the A and you know Adidas Next Generation tournaments often considering what the French participants. You know, whether it was Asvel, Nanterre, or the uh, you know French uh, Insepla, yeah, uh, as you know, underachieving. But come summertime every year, you know, those same players were usually the nucleus of a French team that you know went deep. Uh, you know, in the in the tournaments, and you know, like I said, uh, as far as like I said, as far as national teams go, for the next several years, uh, I think that you know the French teams are going to be favored to win the medals in any event. That they may not win, but they will be, you know, among the favored to win. And like I said, they're you know, two thousand four, two thousand five, and two thousand six generations are you know off the charts, you know, at all positions. Serbian team, Ivan, do you think uh, any chances? Well, this, this is team? this is like this is maybe out of all of those guys, it's like eighty percent of of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Jurišić, if if he if he plays for under eighteen this summer, he'll be go to guy, and also some other guys, um, uh, Djokovic, Vudragovic. Not because I chose them for my team, but I think they'll be they'll be playing some solid solid role this summer. Uh, Milijašević, of course, he'll be probably starting point guard. And then from under age guys, there is uh, Nikola Topic, who is, in my opinion, one of the one of the best long term long term point guards now in, in Serbia. Also, Ognjen Stanković could could jump in and, and and play some role in the team. Uh, so th- this could be this could be majority of, of the team. This will this will play during the summer, but of course it, it depends of injuries, COVID situation, and all the all the things that we cannot control. But yeah, there will be some, there will be at least sixty seventy percent of the national team now playing at the ANG team. I think that in the near future, you know, at the under eighteen and you know any any European under you know championship under twenty, under eighteen, under sixteen, whatever, we're going to be seeing a lot of Serbia France. Yeah. Hopefully. And this Turkish team, if you think you have Buyuk Tunçel, Dogan Demir, I mean, if, if Dogan plays up eight, eight to eighteen, and Turkey has never really shied away from 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 pushing their young players. I watched them on the under sixteen, and they have some really really solid guys beside Dogan. And knowing knowing those toughest guys, like for me, Buyuk Tunçel is could be their leader during the under-18s this summer. So, yeah, there will be a couple of, of those guys who, who should play who should play for Turkey this summer. No, definitely, definitely. And I think the thing with Turkey, though, they have an abundance of talents, which is both good and bad. It seems to me that the French team, which has an abundance of talent, though, in recent years has done a good job of, you know, kind of creating a team Serbia, they have so much talent though that has been almost counterproductive because you know coaches yeah. have struggled to find the right chemistry. You know, I find that 
maybe more so in in, in Serbia uh, than in Turkey, but but maybe to some degree in Turkey also. It also seems to me that there's always this, you know, uh, there's always a, a group of players, uh, always a group of players from one team, and the coach has to make a decision. You know, the, the rivalry between, say, Partizan and Red Star, just like between Telesa de Reef Fenerbahce and Efes, sometimes it trickles down even to the junior level. You know, uh, I'm not saying that this is, you know, an actually the case, but there is some truth to it, I think, uh, that, uh, you know, often, you know, uh, like I said, yeah, most of the best players are from Partizan uh, or, or from Red Star or from Mega. It's, it's sometimes it's hard when you have, you know, five or six players coming from one of those teams to mesh with the players from all the other teams of a country because, you know, those rivalries sometimes do carry uh, through, you know. Sure that in most cases everybody gets along and they're all friends and all buddies, but not necessarily not necessarily always. You know, I see more solidarity amongst the French players than amongst the Serbian and Turkish players. You know, this is just me. I've been on these youth tournaments, you know, for most of my adult life. And it's pretty clear after a couple of games which teams, regardless of their level of talent, have good chemistry and which don't. And sometimes, you know, teams that have, oh man, every guy on this roster should be playing, could start. That's often a problem sometimes. Sometimes, you know, uh, having too much is not a good thing. You know, players need to have clearer roles. There needs to be a hierarchy and the coach has to make decisions. Okay, you know, I'm going with these two guys as my two leaders. This other third guy who's just as good though, he's going to have to take a step back and sacrifice himself. Some players are willing to do that and some aren't. And this happens, like I said, Serbia and Turkey are a good example where they have just so, so many good players. You know, every year for Serbia, uh, sorry, I'm monopolizing the conversation, guys. Every year for Serbia specifically, but like I said, you can apply this to other countries, you can make an all-star team of the guys that didn't make the cut for any tournament. Uh, not many countries you can do that. It's like, you know, most countries, it's like, yeah, they have a great starting five and then the rest of their players are very average. Teams like Serbia, Turkey, it's like, you know, they're great and they could have filled the second team that would have been competitive too. Yeah, I, can, I have to agree on that. We usually, usually bring 12 best guys available and, and not the best, not the 12 that, that can be best together. And that that's... That's the problem here because, as you said, those rivalries and now a lot of guys coming from, for example, Mega, there's like five Mega guys and they're all like very good friends with all of them. But when it comes to playing on the court, they're trying to stick together because they're used to each other. And if the coach is coming from from any of those teams, that that's the thing I think you, almost more than anything else. The, fe- yeah, yeah. the French guys yeah. are the French Federation coaches. They don't do club coaching really, you know. So yeah. you have the, you have the INSEP, CFPB, whatever you want to call it. But you might have the, you know, you'll have the partisan coach or you'll have the Svesda coach. You know, it's it's yeah. you know, and that and that adds the the dynamic, you know, of 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 it working or not. You know, and there's been some amazing uh, Serbian teams over the years. You were like. I wonder how much is that just, you know, club politics that just got it and got seeped into the, into the team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It um, comes a lot with the coaches. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Let's let's um, closing argument, closing comment. Uh, we'll do athletic order starting from the beginning. Um, just uh, final observations, whatnot. You know, this this thing we've been waiting for. We we were denied the the first one and hoping that Munich gets uh, rescheduled eventually. Uh, we've talked about a lot of players. We talked a lot of different things going on. Just you know. Maybe, a, a, you know, something else that you're looking at or, or just, you know, just to hammer again, you know, I really want, I really like this or whatever, just closing observation um, for each of you and then we'll, we'll close it. So, uh, Kane, why don't you start us? Yeah, um, I think I just want to just go back over the, the ANGT, like the select team, um, just the amount of talent they got together on that team. Um, you know, definitely enough talent to, to take out the tournament. Um, you know, they haven't played together, but um, yeah, I just... Yeah, just the amount of talent they managed to put together on that team is uh, really impressive. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see the you know the uh, the makeup of the other Adidas Next Generation tournament teams, you know, and the other legs of the tournament. It's clear that you know based on based on what we've seen here, they're doing this kind of you know territorial, you know, for the for the you know Yugoslavian. Uh, former Yugoslavia countries, you know, pretty much it's all players from Serbia, Bosnia that were not playing, you know, on any of the participating teams. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if that will be the case, you know, within the other tournaments. You know, obviously, yes. And, you know, if they play in Munich, we could expect, you know, a uh, predominantly, you know, German team it won't be only German players. But um, I'm very curious to see, you know, where, you know, if there's, if, like I said, if, if, if what they're doing here with this first next generation team is kind of the, the thinking, we're going to try to focus on players only from that region. Or if this was just a coincidence, well, hey, there were so many good players from, you know, the Slavic countries that, you know, we need to, to you know, make a team just for them. Or, you know, if, uh, if the other teams are going to be taking, you know, a little bit from everywhere, not just from the uh, the regions, you know, as David pointed out, you know, you know, the Patras leg, you know, let's face it, there aren't, there aren't 10 elite Greek players, uh, prospects out there, especially that are not playing for Panathinaikos or Olympiakos. So it'd be curious to, you know, see how the makeup, if they're going to be taking players, you know, from pretty much everywhere, anywhere, or if they're going to be focused just on players, I'm not saying from that country, but, you know, from East Eastern Europe rather than Western Europe and vice versa. So that is something that's you know, going to be very curious. Uh, I'm very curious about. Ignacio? Taking off from, from what Jason said, I just think that I, I, I think the having an ANTT team was a really good idea instead of having, like we had in previous years where we had a team that we knew, okay, they invited this team for this player alone because they want to have this player in the tournament. And that's great and all, but, you know, it's, it's even better when you can give uh, the opportunity to a bigger number of deserving players and a bigger number of players that are actually going to go out there and stand out and compete at the level of, you know, elite, elite youth, youth basketball. Um, so, yeah, for, and I think we, the ANTT team was probably the team that got the most players drafted in this exercise. So um, I would say that it's pretty well done, despite maybe one or two players that, that I would have taken there. 
um, it will be interesting to see, like Jason says, what what they do and pretty much from which countries they take players for uh, the, the the future next generation teams. But you know, it's it's uh, an idea that from its first execution, so to say, um, it seems like it, it it's been a, a really good idea. Uh, I'm excited to see. I'm excited how they distribute the minutes uh, around, you know, a, a bunch of talented players, uh, because all all of these guys in in this next generation teams are going to need minutes for sure. Ivan, closing comments. Yeah, I mean, I think I think this NGT team will will uh, will stay regional in, in the next tournaments as well. That's that's what I thought. I, I mean, I, that's how it looks like. But yeah, it would be tough, tough task for them to to make all the players play enough. But on the other hand, there is a uh, five games, if I'm not mistaken, so everybody will get its own chance. And uh, speaking about this team, I just can't wait to see to see Spanulis coaching. That that's something that should be really interesting. And final words, Marco it doesn't have to be the next generation team. It can be anything in the tournament. Uh, final words. For this little discussion, yeah, I'm just excited that the tournament will happen again. I mean, I'm getting the memories now from two years ago. It was my last NGT tournament. I missed all of them last season because of the COVID situation, and I'm happy, just happy that it will happen soon. All right, um, Kane Pernell, Ignacio uh, Risotto, Ivan Mitrovic, Jason Filippi, and Marco Turk. Thank you all five of you for coming on. Finding one time for uh, three continents is uh, not too bad. Pretty, uh, pretty impressed with that. Um, hopefully all of your teams do well and hopefully everybody enjoys the games and uh, we will talk to you, I guess next week, uh, the week after, uh, but uh, definitely it's been a great primer for, uh, for what we're going to be uh, checking out this week, uh, this weekend. Um, just enjoy the games. <laughs> <laughs>